What's up, everybody? This is, um, I think, podcast, probably like number 11, um, but it's the first time doing, um, this is a new idea, and it's um, Ask Skull Friday. Bear with me, I'm getting into the bathroom bath, and it's pretty hot. Oh, interesting. Um, anyway, so this is Ask Skull Friday, um, and the, the idea behind this was, look, my... I to delve back into this a little bit for any new listeners. I'm Stephen Scullion, Irish marathon runner, aiming for Tokyo 2020, um, Olympic marathon. Um, essentially, I think I'll have to run about 213 to 214 for a marathon. I ran 215, um, and it was 20 between 21 and 24 Celsius that day in London marathon. So, um, I think this is well within my capabilities if I can stay healthy and do everything right. And so I'm kind of documenting that that journey to basically achieve that, good days, bad days, whatever comes along. Um, I delved into a bit of online coaching not that long ago and just found it wasn't really affordable for people. And um, a lot of people would get in touch and they'd be really keen about getting some advice, getting some help. and. And then the second I mentioned maybe like cost, people sort of lost interest. And and so the idea behind this documentation is kind of, I really would love to give back um, into the running world, like as much knowledge as I can. I've been so fortunate and through my um, training endeavors, I've met some really knowledgeable coaches, athletes, picked up a lot of really good advice, really good tips from observation, from reading, from research, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so the idea behind um, Ask Skull Friday hashtag is just that again, if if I think this is for you guys, then maybe I thought I could involve everybody a bit more and give people a chance to essentially ask a question that instead of me replying on Twitter with 200 characters or whatever it is, I can I can sort of be a bit more thorough. Um, and so bear with me because this is the first time and um, of course I can ask people's feedback and see if I um, answered, not necessarily correctly, but was my answer what they were looking for. Um, so I'm just searching Ask Skull Friday now and I thought this would be the easiest way to do it. If I can just on a Thursday night here in America look them up. Um, so I'm going to try to keep it uh, two to three minutes per question. Um, and if I if I miss your question this week, I can answer it next week. I don't want to um, go over probably 20 minutes. Um, I'm a bit weary of that. I can certainly talk. Um, anyway, so the first question from Liam is, how would you recommend putting a training schedule together? I want to make an effective 5K training schedule to break 19 minutes. Thanks for your question, Liam. Um, so most people probably don't know and I've probably talked about it a bit, but I'm a, I'm super big on planning. Um, and and so my my first my first thing here would be to make sure that's a realistic target. And how do you how do you know if it's a realistic target or not? I think um, if you go back and look at what you ran before, so say you've run 1930 in this situation, you have a look at the training that led to that. Have a look at the injuries perhaps that cropped up or didn't crop up and my my big piece of advice is to really delve into and review what went well, what didn't go well, what could be improved, what couldn't be improved. If you know that you maxed out your training, 
Then you can look in the other areas like nutrition, faster course, sleep quality, etc., etc. Um, how do you know if it's a realistic goal or not? If you can logically see that by improving five to ten factors, that that would lead to a faster time. Um, it might be as easy as picking a faster course if the previous course was hilly. Um, how I would go about setting a training schedule would be picking a gold race. Maybe it's in, let's give yourself a bit of time, so give yourself eight to ten weeks. I don't believe in rushing this, so just because there's a 5K in four weeks' time, don't rush the process. That can lead to injuries. That can lead to frustration when you don't hit your goal time. You you have time. You're not like most of you guys probably aren't contracted and being forced into certain situations, so use that to your advantage. So I would say, Liam, map it out. Um, set your ten weeks out. Um, look at your old schedule, see what you were able to handle, have a look and see if you could add anything new in, little bits of cross-training, little bits of strength, and um, maybe a little bit more mileage if, if, if everything is in, good, in a good place and you're not feeling injuries. For example, maybe the last two, three weeks, I've had to skip a little bit of mileage based on sinus infections and quad issue. So, just because it's down in the plan and on paper doesn't mean you have to do it. Um, if it was me, I would be setting, um, making sure every 10 days there's a, a general strength component, whether that's tempo, whether that's threshold, whether that's a, a hilly run for 60 minutes, etc., etc. I would keep a strength component in there. I would make sure every 10 days there's a long run. If you're General runs are four to five miles. Make sure you're getting out for an eight or a nine mile run. If your general runs are eight or nine mile, make sure you're getting out for a 13 or 14 mile run. So again, every 10 days, I'm looking at strength, I'm looking at long run, and then I want something specific in there. The internet is a pool of information, but when I'm thinking 5K, I'm thinking things like um, six by K with a lap jog right around 5K pace, um, I'm thinking 10 times 800 with uh, um, 800 at 5K pace and then an 800 at tempo pace. Take sessions like that, you know, and uh, maybe in that session you're taking 75 seconds recovery. But if anyone needs key sessions, maybe drop me a line about that. But, um, yeah, I hope that helps, Liam. Um, hope that helps you prepare for your 5K. Um, so next question, um, and it's from Derek Anaya Welsh. I think this is um, <laughs> this is Hub. Um, do you think you've lost your par now that you shaved off your sweet beard? Um, thanks for the thanks for the question, Derek. Um, look, on that note, and it might seem silly, but I probably grew the beard. Sometimes I'll shave my beard and I'll grow it, and I'll allow the beard to grow as long as I feel like I'm committing myself and dedicated and. And that doesn't mean if I eat a bag of sweets, I have to shave the beard. Um, it kind of means a couple of things. If I if I do something stupid, if I go out on a crazy night out when perhaps I shouldn't, um, if I don't listen to my coach, you know, if I change the plan, if I set up a race plan and then don't follow the race plan, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, that's that's the kind of things I'm looking for. But so I don't I don't feel like I've lost that beast or whatever and that par but um i i think there's a so people could try that you know like growing a beard and um if that beard resembles i remember telling my mom that like 
that beer for me resembled being strong. It meant being disciplined. It meant training, training consistently. So if if it means something to you, then you can try that. Um, next question is from my good friend, the Olympian, Ross Murray. And um, check that guy out on Twitter, Roscoe Jammin. Um, and Ross says, what is one of the best sessions you've ever done, marathon-based or otherwise? Wow. Um, you know, if, any, if anyone knows me, I, I've, I've done some really impressive stuff in training over the past. Um, a couple come to mind. Um, the, I, I did a 20K run in the morning and a 20K run in the evening. This is a marathon-type session. Um, and I did the first 10K of the morning, 20K, around six-minute mile. And I did the second 10K in about 30-30. This was by myself in Portugal. Um, and then I rested during the day, and I repeated it that evening. And in the evening, I did similar. I did 10K in 36 minutes, maybe, around six-minute mile. And then I did 10K in about 29.55. And that was, that was a really good day. Um, that was in the build-up to the 2016 um, attempt to make the Olympics. And maybe about a week or two later, I tore the quad. Um, another more recent um, great session for me, again, marathon-based session, was um, in a, at 3,500 feet of elevation. I planned to go to Camp Verde and just have a solid day. I did 11 miles at 5.30 per mile, um, and then I did 11 miles. This is all in one go, no breaks, just practicing drinks, um, and I did 11 miles in 5.10 to 5.15 which maybe at sea level is kind of like going 11 miles at 5.20 and then 11 miles at like 5.05. So that was really impressive and just really impressive how my body felt and how everything came together. Um, the final session I'll talk about is <laughs> me, Andy Vernon, Keith Gerrard. Once upon a time, I was just jumping in with those guys and um, we did four, actually it was me and Andy Vernon, sorry, we did four 600s um, with a lap jog, and we were running roughly around 87, 88 per 600, so sub 60 second pace per lap, sub four minute mile. Um, and I ended up going, I think in the last one, I ran like 86, 87 again, probably 86, I think it was faster. And I remember Nick Anderson, my coach at the time, getting really excited about that because, I mean, we were just seeing this range of skills. Um, I don't have that sort of speed right now, and so that sort of, although it's off topic, I think it's important to realize you, what, every skill needs to be worked on, and so even though I had that skill at the time, um, now that I've done more marathon type stuff, I, I wouldn't expect my body to be able to do that right this second, but if I tapped into that sort of side of things again, it might come back, so don't always force your body to... Um, do things that you were able to do a year ago or six months ago. There's a lot of sessions I could do over summer that I couldn't do right now. Um, but thanks for that question, Ross. Um, so now we have Emer, and that's gooseberry under slash rose on Twitter. And she says, dead on, ask Skull Friday, sleep quantity and quality, discuss. All right, so i got to tell you, I am a absolute beast when it comes to sleep. I love sleep. Um, I often we I I am I'm a full time athlete, guys. Remember that. Um, but I often wake up in the afternoons and I've had a nap again, and I'm I'm 
I'm pleasantly proud of myself just with how rigid my lifestyle has become. Um, I wake up every morning. So let me let me talk to you quick about sleep tips. Um, we we had a presentation at Under Armour where they really helped us with sleep, and they talked about sleep cycles, and they talked about being your wake up time being very consistent. So my wake up time is between 7:15 and 7:45 a.m. and Apparently, if you sleep half an hour over that, you almost wake up feeling wake up. Sorry, feeling hungover. And on that note, if you're trying to make up for a loss of sleep because of travel, um, late night business meetings, etc., etc., you have to make it up in a nap, or you have to make it up by going to bed earlier the next night, not by sleeping in longer. Everybody knows Saturday morning at your lay-in, you wake up and you feel worse than you did all week getting up at 6 a.m. And that's why because the body goes out of sleep cycle. Um, what we were also taught was um, at night time, around nine o'clock at night, I actually use special glasses now to reduce the blue light um, that comes off the phones, comes off LCD devices, comes off your TV. You can go on um, Amazon, you can get pretty cheap. I think it's like blue light emitting glasses or something like that. Um, and it, it, apparently if you don't wear the glasses, it secretes your melatonin. Um, which can affect your sleep quality. But we were told, come on guys, get to nine o'clock at night, no caffeine after maybe, for me it's four or five o'clock, for other people it's probably 1 p.m. And start to create a consistent sleep pattern. And that might be, you come in from work at seven, you have dinner, you settle down, at 8.30 you start reading a book. Supposedly a hot shower at night could help, so maybe at nine o'clock at night you have a hot shower. Then maybe you go back to reading your book or you put on your your blue um, light secreting glasses or whatever you want to call them. You watch a bit of TV. At 10 o'clock, you put on your pajamas and you go to bed. And the body is very good at recognizing consistent patterns. And, and, and it also helps the um, release of melatonin. Um, but I sleep a lot. Um, and I can afford to sleep a lot because I'm a full-time athlete. Um, for other people, I think... Having a routine can improve the quality of your sleep and having little things in place, whether it's a nighttime tea that helps settle things down, whether it's reading a book. And we were also told to keep the room temperature around 60 degrees to 65 degrees Fahrenheit. We were told about, we, I mean, Under Armour guys have recovery sleepwear, but I mean, any sleepwear is going to help. Just putting your um, recovery sleepwear or putting your sleepwear on and really dialing down and toning down, letting the body start to settle down from the busy day. One thing I'm very, very good at is going to bed and just shutting down, letting all my problems from the day. Let me tell you about my grandmother. She she worries a lot. She worries for the family. She has plenty to worry about. Um, and she says she struggles with sleep um, based on just having different things going on, where there's worries. And one of the tips, no one ever told me this. This was just an idea. I said, why don't at nighttime you write down the things that you're worried about? Make them real. Write them down on a piece of paper. On the sheet next to it, write, what could I possibly do in the next 10 hours to help these situations? And chances are there's not a lot you can do. And so live to fight another day. Put a plan in place how you're going to solve your worries the next day and, and let it go, you know. Let let sleep take over. I'm sure you can tackle all these worries and problems a well-rested version of yourself the next day. Um, and, and for athletics, it's really important for muscle recovery and um, things like that. So 
Yeah, just just be nice to yourself. Have a nice routine at night, and I think sleep quality can really improve. Um, all right, John Ewing, Ewing, um, what are your thoughts on natural talent versus hard work? Can you make it far with just hard work? Um, look, I've seen extremely talented guys, and when I say extremely talented guys, I know guys that have ran less than 20 miles a week and made an Olympic final. Um, I don't know how we explain that. How do you explain that? Is, is talent written beside that? Um, but I've also seen guys that I don't think are overly talented guys I mean, their talent is their sheer hard work ethic. Um, and I wouldn't want to offend anybody by naming them and saying, look, I think this guy's not very talented, and yet there he is. But, look, I have seen a massive combination of guys make it at an elite level, from pretty talented to not as talented to freakishly talented and not make it due to injuries or due to mental attitude about things. And, and, it, and it really comes down to your approach and what you're willing to give and, and how long. See, to be honest, most people quit. So if you hang around in a sport long enough, you, you end up winning because most people just give up and quit and um, don't control um, their emotions, their lifestyle, their patterns, whatever, they quit. Um, do I think talent exists? Yeah, absolutely. It's just like everything. Everybody knew a soccer player in school that was just way better than everybody else. Fact. Perhaps he didn't make it because where he had math skills in school, maybe he couldn't handle trials, you know. Maybe he went to trials and blew up because he couldn't handle it mentally. Um, so talent is, if your talent is that you keep showing up no matter how hard it gets, no matter how many times you lose, perfect. Work with that. Um, and, and that would be my advice on that. I I have, I have, I have talent. Um, I have naturally high levels of hemoglobin. We've tested it. We've tested it since I was 13 years of age. Um, I have a naturally good running economy. I seem to be naturally, I don't think it's natural actually, but my durability and my bone strength and my muscle strength, I think that comes down to a mixture of sports when I was a kid. Um, but look, my weaknesses are areas that force me to retire nearly 10 times maybe more, forced me to change coaches maybe 15 times because I was my own biggest nightmare, insecurities, emotional decisions, etc., etc. Mad, mad nights out and then wake up the next day and quit athletics, don't get the race result I wanted, quit athletics. I was my own biggest nightmare. So for every good talent that I have, I had my own head competing against me for years. And it still competes against me, but I've just learned to live with it. Um, and so that, I hope that answers your question, John. Um, figure out what your talent is, and I promise you it exists, and work with it. Orla, do you do park runs? Orla, I have done one park run in my life, and it was in Australia, and I ran 14.32 for a park run. Um, close to a place, Janjuk Beach. I'm trying to think of the name of the park run, but it's not coming to me. It's not Janjuk Beach, but it's in that area. I broke the record. Um, this is about five weeks before the London Marathon. Um, Nick Badu allowed us to go down there and have a weekend in his beach house, legend. Um, and I ran a park run on the Saturday, and then I did a one-hour run after it, and then I did a two-and-a-half-hour run the next day. Um, so 1432 um, 
is my part from PB. So let me sorry, let me see the time we're at here. Um, but we're just coming up in 20 minutes. But I'll answer one more question. Um, Dermy um, Cahill, heart rate monitor chest band, or do you go by on the watch? Honestly, okay. I want to say excuse my French, but I'm not going to swear. I'm going to tune that down. I, the wrist heart rate monitors are absolute garbage. Um, don't don't ever trust those. Um, if you're if you so you can do physiology testing. Um, you don't need to do physiology testing to know what heart rate to run at. You can just if you're just starting back to training or you've been regularly training, I would advise for two to three weeks just putting the heart rate monitor strap on, making sure it's synced to your watch, and doing the same training you have been doing. Make a note every day average heart rate, run speed, et cetera, et cetera. And then you can just track over the next lot of weeks if things improve a little bit and if they start to come down. And it's also a great method to track if you're ill or like resting heart rate, if resting heart rate's up by five or 10 beats, probably 10. Um, I mean, I still train. I, I very rarely don't train, whether I'm sick or um, injured sometimes. Um, but look, I would, I would definitely recommend it. Don't overanalyze it. Put it this way, I, I did so much testing before London Marathon this year and figured my heart rate should be about 165 that day. And by mile four or five, it was 170. And I ran the rest of the race at an average of 170. I didn't let it control me or consume me, you know. I just, it's feedback. And um, that doesn't mean I can run my next marathon at 170 because it was hot and maybe I was nervous and et cetera, et cetera. So there's all different factors here. Um, it's nice feedback, it's nice data. Um, become a legend and defy the data. That's the way I look at it. That's what I tell my physiologist, that's my job. My job is for you to say I can run a marathon at 165 and me go run it at 170. Because I just like defying science, that's so cool. Um, but yeah, I do, I wear it every day, buddy, um, as much as I remember. Um, so look guys, that's, that's pretty much all I can answer today. Um, the rest will roll over to next week, and if anybody else has more questions, feel free to send those in. Um, some feedback would be nice. I hope I covered um, what was needed today, um, and I hope that answered a few of your questions, and I hope it helps. Um, as always, um, safety running. I'm sure the weather's a bit rubbish at the minute, but look, keep your consistency, keep your composure, keep your discipline, um, and keep training. It's a new year. Keep going.